0: Welcome to Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten. I'm here with Parks Miller.
1: Culture Dumps Radio. That was butthole surfers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like how you think that that like you're like is this like butthole surfers? I'm like, no, it's literally a guy with a fucking throat box, like singing in the middle of Times Square in this like old anti-smoking ad from like years back (laughs) but how fucking gnarly is that
1: dude like (laughs) it's very gnarly but also just if if y'all know anything about butthole surfers that seems like something they would do is like let's get a guy with a throat box yeah like sing a song we wrote that sounds folky but also menacing and about death or not death with a robot that's the point you don't always have to die
0: it's, yeah, that, that's so brutal Well, we're talking about fucking cigarettes today Well, not really We're talking about Joe Camel Which is the old mascot, you know, for Camel cigarettes And uh, why is it a dump? Well, Joe Camel is a dump Because he was a cultural icon Created for the explicit purpose of getting young people To slowly kill themselves through cigarette smoking
1: While mascots, Though, though, <laughs> I mean, apparently not Right. Not for young people. Not yeah. for young people. <laughs> that's <laughs> you can't say that legally. Right. But I, I, exactly. Yes. But that's the whole thing. Well I'm the to- <laughs> I'm the tobacco rep here, okay? Yeah. Oh, and I'm, well, I'm gonna have to. All right, I'm Mr. Reynolds. I have
0: uh I actually have some leaked fucking uh, leaked office memos uh, to to the advertising team on how to to create copy for underage people uh, from the 70s. Anyways, so while mascots and spokespeople representing tobacco companies were nothing new, Joe Camel stood out because he was not only used to symbolize how cool Camel cigarettes were, but he was also used as a means to reach out to people not yet old enough to smoke in a way that they could relate to, cartoons. There was also tons of Joe Camel merchandise, which puts him in the ranks of Mickey Mouse or Coca-Cola as far as advertising iconography goes. The cartoon mm-hmm. camel was removed from all advertisements due to public scrutiny, only to be replaced by other equally enticing ad campaigns and sales strategies. Joe Camel is a very 90s thing. Uh, super, super 90s. Yeah. And, and you know, nowadays, there, there's so many regulations, like, you know, for... for smoking advertisements like you can pretty much only actually advertise at a place that sells them like that's Mm -hmm. that's pretty much it um but you know back in the day i mean there was everything but tv commercials and there was like camel cigarettes presents this huge band that you want to see and like that they were able to do so many more things than they can now so it's really weird to look back at this and be like dude like joe camel was like like everyone knew joe camel but it's for cigarettes yeah right.
1: and and i will say yeah like this is this dump is gonna really hit a certain generation demographic right square you're gonna be like damn yeah. i know exactly what the fuck this is about because i'll say yeah just i definitely remember joe Camel from way from like very deep into childhood just right. just being like a thing that you just were aware of like this cool like the glasses the sunglasses like that might be the first time i equated like Wearing sunglasses is made cool. You look cool, you know. Yeah, and so does like the just smoking. The simple, very, <laughs> very simple things like that that get you when you're very young and impressionable.
0: Right, I- exactly. And I'll talk about all the because I mean, you know, fucking. There's so many different ad campaigns that came after Camel that like I completely remember uh, as well. But we'll get there. So how can we kill some kids? Well, advertising tobacco products was nothing new when Joe Camel made his debut there were plenty of celebrity spokespersons as well as fictional characters that graced billboards televised commercials magazines you know all for decades but with Joe Camel there was a big difference not only with the character himself but also with the campaign's intent most tobacco ads were aimed at regular smokers and served as more of a reminder as to why their brand was their favorite or to act as a trigger to keep you smoking Joe Camel was created for the explicit purpose of recruiting new Smokers. So it's like Coca Cola, right? Everyone knows what Coca Cola is. You could go to the fucking, you know, deep in like a jungle in fucking Africa and they'll know what a Coca Cola is. Right. You mm-hmm. know, so, but so it's like, why do they even spend all this money on advertising? It's just to keep it in your fucking head. And with cigarettes, it's, you know, you see the ad in the magazine, you're like, damn, I want to smoke a cigarette. It's not like cigarette smokers rarely switch brands, it, it's not really like mm-hmm. a thing, like statistically. Um,
1: it, but, but if you get someone new, you know, there's such a... If you get so someone new, they're hooked. Money. It, exactly. Yeah, literally. And so that's just so much potential income revenue that you could be... That you have to be fighting for.
0: Right. And, like, the Marlboro so, Man is probably the next biggest... You know there was also a Winston man, and there was mm-hmm. you know like everyone had their their deal like Lucky Strikes, you know. And I mean I even have a. There was like my favorite old smoking ads were the ones where it's like six out of eight doctors recommend fucking Churchill's cigarettes or whatever the fuck right, it is. Right, It's
1: like way way back in the day, in like the 30s and 40s. I mean, cigarettes was could be you could see cigarettes used as like a way to like like feeling kind of down like have a cigarette like sort of like a sorry that's not a good example like just like a medical thing like you got a you got a bad cough like have a cigarette yeah (laughs) some of the some of those like 30s ads are just like pretty, it's insane to look at that compared to now where you're like, right they are kind of saying it's going to have these like medical benefits.
0: I mean, even um, if you see like print ads for, for cigarettes, cause you, they were able to do that like in, in the nineties still. So, you know, you could find like, like semi, you know, modern esque advertisements mm-hmm. for cigarette companies. And you're just like, this is fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. like mm-hmm. they're just so bad, but I feel like our generation really Feel like you know people that are you know like forty and under. They were really exposed to shit tons of anti smoking ads. Like we had, yeah, uh, what was it? Uh, Debbie Austin, who is now lovingly known as the fucking throat hole lady. Uh, right, like right. She, she was fucking fantastic. Then we also had like. the
1: The, truth or whatever right right? yeah
0: the truth ads which is the song we played at the top of of the episode Mm -hmm. that's from an ad or an anti-smoking PSA where a cowboy or two cowboys ride into the middle of Times Square and start playing this song and the guy's got his little microphone thing to his throat Mm -hmm. and and, and everyone's just looking around like holy fucking shit but there was tons Mm -hmm. of that and then they also when cigarette companies uh, had to stop running print ads and they couldn't advertise like that what would happen was and this is actually Genius, and I'll I'll talk more about this later, but um it's because of certain lawsuits, cigarette companies had to put a X amount of money into anti-smoking campaigns. So they right. would use their own thing, like Marlboro, the company that you know owns Marlboro, they made ones where it's like the Marlboro man on the back of a horse, and it's like I miss my lung, Bob, instead of like I need to smoke, Bob, or whatever. And, <laughs> right, and but it's like right. you're still seeing a Marlboro ad, like essentially right. you know?
1: Yeah, and then that's just wild because basically they re they like they're being forced to pay for these anti-smoking ads and they're like yeah fuck it we'll do it because we're still going to make so much money selling yeah, cigarettes that we doesn't literally really matter. spend money to try and get people to not smoke it's the but perfect it's product not, i'm in the um, wrong business i will say i just to kind of yeah also preface like because you're talking about like the print ads and magazines and stuff you know if you go if you look at like 60s and 70s smoking ads um especially in like playboys they right. really, there was like that whole thing of just making it look so sexy, right? And it'd be like a full-page <laughs> ad, and it's just this like well-dressed man, or maybe, and maybe he's with this like super attractive lady, and then they got the cigarette, and that kind of era of the the smoking. You ad, boys got a you know, light? Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> and um, and actually, I mean, this show was not a dump, but super popular. But the show Mad Men, I don't know if you ever watched right. it, but um, it does a great job because it talks about at the advertising companies in the sixties and everyone in the show, like they, I feel like they depict the casual smoking, like everyone's smoking in the office all, all the, time. the time. Like you could smoke on planes in the sixties. Heaven. And, yeah. <laughs> um. And so, yeah, it just, it, that really was a different time, but I guess there, this Joe camel thing, kind of, there was one last, it was like almost day. there. Yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah. it was almost there. Yeah. It was so
0: fucking prevalent, but uh, I will Campbell has the best Advertising stuff for cigarettes period They are really really innovative With some of the stuff that they do um, Campbell sponsor us <laughs> That would be so fucking <laughs> sick That would be so awful so the trick with Cigarettes is that they are not good for you In fact they're bad for you <laughs> Smoking <laughs> Smoking is the but number one cool. <laughs> Yeah exactly that's my that's p- Part of my point at, at the end But so Smoking is the number one preventable cause Of death in the United States and the longer you smoke, and the older you get, the more likely you are to succumb to the sweet, sweet tobacco. In order to prevent profit loss, it is important for tobacco companies to constantly attract new smokers. Now, because of age restrictions placed on tobacco sales, cigarette companies had to devise ways to advertise to the next generation of smokers to get them primed for what what are you going to buy when you can buy your first pack kind of a thing. And usually this comes in the form of experimental marketing that revolves around pop culture, like sponsoring music festivals, Advertising in popular magazines And perpetuating the idea that Smoking is what cool people do Advertising tobacco has been A difficult and shady venture for decades This is due to the ever-changing Regulations placed on them For instance, televised tobacco ads were Banned in 1970, but in the Late 1980s, the folks over at Camel figured out a way to Sidestep advertising laws and Create one of the most recognizable Mascots of all time, Joe Camel. Now Okay, this whole thing about do tobacco companies really want, like, kids? Like, are they really trying to poison the youth? Kind of a thing, like, shady office, like, smoke-filled office. Like, everyone in the room is the smoking man from the X-Files. Really showing my age with that. And... Uh, <laughs> yeah (laughs) but uh and and, you know it's just like hanging in the air there's maybe one of those green desk lights everything's mahogany some brandy swilling around and they're like uh yes that that is real that is a real fucking thing right uh it sounds like a corporate conspiracy theory like and it sounds like something just used to demonize big tobacco but
1: any industry that has big in the name like big pharma big like Mm -hmm. it's just bad like if you're that kind of company you're bad let's just like we can also back up because you know there are many instances of big industry corporations advertising to children. It's not like tobacco is the only one that does it. Right. Because if you, because children are so impressionable. And right. so if you can get a child interested, I mean like for instance, the way, you know, like with toy advertising, like if the kid, you know, we're talking about Bean babies, cabbage patch, whatever, like if the kid wants it and then they're going to bug the shit out of their parents to like get it, you know, that's one thing. This is a little different because you're not asking your mom or uh, dad Bob, for Can cigarettes. I have a pack of Camels, please? <laughs> right. But I guess it's like, it's still that thing where like, if you can make it seem appealing, then you can just literally get them hooked on it.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and the thing with, with Camel though, with Joe Camel, it wasn't like they were fucking trying to like implant this in six-year-olds' heads, but they were a hundred percent trying to implant it in high school kids heads yes so right. because they were close enough to the age and also they're the ones that are going through you know all this hormone shit and this and like just the, the pangs of youth and, and right. rebellion and it's maybe, like and wow you're... like i'm a loser but look this fucking camel with a big dick fucking nose is getting all the chicks because <laughs> he smokes cigarettes
1: right um yeah and then also if you're in high school like maybe you're you know doing chores mowing the lawn have a you know have like a job already so you actually you have some of your own income at this point and you can go to the corner store and actually buy cigarettes
0: right okay so and this is the the proof here because like it's so easy to find like cigarette lawsuit stuff because so many people want to take them out Um, but in 1973 there was a leaked memo that was from an R.J. Reynolds official and he said uh, in view of the need to reverse the preference for Marlboro smokers among younger smokers I wonder whether a comic strip type copy might get a much higher readership among younger people than any other type of copy and then three years later Later in 1976, a company document said that uh, evidence is this is a quote evidence is now available to indicate that the 14 to 18 year old group is an increasing segment of the smoking population. R.J. Reynolds must soon establish a successful new brand in this market of our position in the industry is to be maintained over the long term. So this is right before Joe Camel is is mm-hmm. created right. and it is literally like we need to come up with something for high school kids to make them want right. to fucking smoke. Yeah, totally. And, and in the 70s fuck yeah. And it's, and it's um. because the the televised commercials were fucking shut down so it's like like they they had to come up with all this new shit to like put in your face fast because now you can't just be like you know get a pack of luckies or whatever the fuck on tv
1: also also uh i learned a fun little trivia about rj reynolds uh as uh recently as 2018 uh they were involved in lawsuits uh with child labor of the harvesting of their tobacco oh christ uh using like 10 and 11 year olds to uh harvest the tobacco as long as they're not Um, smoking
0: it uh,
1: right (laughs) but no part of it is that actually when they're in these giant warehouses full of tobacco you're still like breathing you're breathing in like fine tobacco dust Mm. um it also involves uh climbing up on these rafters that have just like like all the worst child labor no like no safety system whatsoever to like hang the the tobacco to like dry and cure it so it's just like these kids are like hanging up there i mean they're not hanging but they're up in these rafters yeah yeah no yeah like like literally the most dangerous
0: child labor yeah these
1: stories are like from 2018
0: Wow, Jesus! I wonder if those like child, like those. <laughs> Never mind. I was going <laughs> I wonder if like some child laborers get jealous of other child laborers. Like God, like I would kill to be in a cushy fucking Nike factory. Instead, I'm fucking having to like climb up these rafters to hang fucking tobacco all day, breathing in this fine dust.
1: Uh, I mean, as <laughs> fucked as that sounds, like that's very possible.
0: <laughs> all right, uh... so let's get into the coolest camel. Camel, which is owned by R. J. Reynolds Tobacco, has been around since 1913. They're they're actually the uh, one of the first cigarette companies ever if not the first to like do national advertising uh, mm-hmm. which is crazy their boxes have always featured a camel on them which throughout the years have has become known as old joe old joe is just a straight up camel with no frills But in 1974, artist Nicholas Price created a hip new anthropomorphic camel to be used in the French market. The half-man, half-camel was first seen wearing the hat that is worn by members of the French Foreign Legion, and the ads ran only for a short time, and it seemed as though that was the end of Price's creation. But as the 75th anniversary of camel cigarettes approached in 1988, the executives over at R.J. Reynolds, along with some help from the McCann Erickson Advertising Company, decided to bring the new camel back. But this time with the big personality, so they just like dredge this shit up, and it's perfect because it's like it's right about to be at like maybe one of the most cigarette smoking times ever. Like, right? Yeah, I I mean, obviously, like you know, Mad Men style, like it's that's like peak. But as far as like in recent times, like Mm -hmm. that was when grunge and all the shit and like this, like all the music was gonna really. In, like, take in smoking, for sure. The,
1: the 80s definitely had, like, a big advertising, like, business boom. I mean, like, the businessman, I feel like, kind of, yeah, in the 50s kind of had his place in culture, and it, then again in the 80s, you know? And, of course, like, stuff like American Psycho kind of take that, like, business trope or, like, um, the, the fucking Wall Street movie with... um. I'm blanking, you know, but the, the 80s yeah. Wall Street movie. Yeah. Um, Wall Street. It's called Wall Street. Wall Street. There you go. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking <laughs> on the fucking guy, Michael Douglas. Right. Yeah. Um, I think McCann Erickson is in Mad Men as like one of the competitors. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. very possible.
0: I mean, yeah. if you work with a tobacco company as the as their advertising people, you've probably been around for like fucking a million years. So in 1988, that's when Joe Camel made his big debut. Now imagine if the Fonz had a child with James Bond and a camel... And that's what Joe Camel (laughs) Had become I'm (laughs)
1: definitely getting a James Bond vibe From like the early But there's like
0: Like dude Okay Joe Camel is like The big dog of cigarettes Like there's Mm -hmm. Like every fucking kind of dude There was Like sometimes he's got like A varsity jacket with a backwards hat. He's just shooting some Mm. fucking billiards At the bar (laughs) with his boys And then sometimes He's driving a fucking Ferrari With like fucking four blondes in the car And like money flying out of the trunk And then sometimes He's just like on the beach Just like having a fucking smoke
1: Like now camels have four legs (laughs) yeah okay joe camel joe Joe camel okay and and humps and camels have a hump or two yeah his is in the front
0: if you get what i mean yeah he's
1: backing joe camel uh, is basically a it's i mean it's like a cross it's not it's a man it's a man's body to you know it's it's like the furry version of a camel like a sexy furry yeah it's really just the head do you think people
0: like, okay, you know, for a fact that there's like a furry out there, like one of the hardcore fetish furries that's like, you know, I just remember like my mom always smoked camels when I was a kid and mm. I'd see this, this sexy hunk camel laying around and I guess that's where it all started. Right,
1: <laughs> right. And then, um, he, I mean, it's funny because also a camel, when you look at just a re- camel in the context of a camel, there's nothing, <laughs> you know, that weird. But when you look at Joe Camel and his mouth, it looks like he has two giant nutsacks sacks. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well that 10. was the that was the thing. Like uh
0: Joe like yeah his nose like everyone was always like is this like some subliminal like fucking dick shit and the late Norm MacDonald uh, he actually mm-hmm. said you know normally with uh, subliminal messaging you know you're trying to find the penis but uh, with Joe Campbell you're kind of just trying to find the camel <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It's, it's so fucking phallic and it's just fucking hanging down. So that and th- that's the whole thing. And he's like cool, but he's relatable, and yeah. The idea was to create a confident, cool new spokesperson that not only would appeal to the already established young smoker market, but also to create an instantly recognizable cartoon character that would capture the imagination of future smokers,
1: aka kids and teens. Right. And I just want—I want to say one more yeah. thing, just about his look and, and the cartoon. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, let's break it down. Well, just because I did read this really um, interesting comic. I think by, it was called Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud. And he, it's kind of this cool like meta comic about kind of how comics and cartoons work. And one thing that I really took away from it was the whole idea of like the way the record, like for humans sort of recognizing like sort of a human thing within a cartoon can lead to this like huge success of it the way mickey mouse has a face that is like it's it's a mouse but it kind of has these sort of uh, just enough if you have just enough human features that you recognize it as a human but not enough to look like a specific human right then, then you have this potential where everyone can relate to what that image is but it's really it's like a It's funny because it's like a fucking camel man, which actually sounds terrifying. (laughs) Just smoking. But But then you make it. A cartoon, and then you recognize like this is our cartoon, so you know it's not real. You know it has these camel traits, but then it has just enough humanness. And if you can kind of achieve that, you can. It's it's this perfect thing where people just immediately just attach to it. Right. Well, and actually, the New
0: York Times, along with uh, a the American Journal of Medicine or something, they got together and they they canvassed like and asked all these kids like thousands of kids about smoking ads and stuff and what they found was to kids six and up joe camel was as recognizable to them as mickey mouse was uh and that's out of like thousands there, of american there you kids go, yeah like and and that was the, yeah. that was the whole fucking and, thing yeah. But adults liked them too, so Joe Camel was an instant smash. Soon, Joe Camel was used in every ad that Camel printed, and on top of that, there was tons of merch. Tobacco merchandise was not a new concept; like, like we've all seen, like Marlboro, like racing jackets, which are fucking dope. Uh, and and, and <laughs> those, shit like that. I mean, that. those
1: are like ra- those go on like Depop for like hundreds of dollars. Like oh, all that nineties. For- 90s- tobacco swag is like super popular
0: yeah and joe camel is the like again it's like the big dog there's there's every version and they made they put them on everything uh like the sheer volume of joe camel products was fucking staggering because Mm -hmm. it was so much more like marketable you know like people would want to wear a joe camel shirt whereas like if they were given a marlboro shirt they might wear it You know what I mean? mm -hmm. Or like you would turn in like your box tops. And that's something that camel was like really kind of innovative with, um, with like the point system. They called it camel cash.
1: Camel cash. I was going to say, yeah. Mm -hmm. And
0: you would collect it. Yeah. But they had cups, coasters, lighters, shirts, windbreakers, shorts, hats, collectors, packs, salt and pepper, shakers, playing cards, towels, sunglasses, ties, and more. Uh, When I say collectors packs, it's really funny. They gave Joe camel like a gang. Like he had like a rat pack of other camel men. And like they would put, <laughs> like they would put out the cigarettes like in these special display cases, so you could see all of them. So you would like collect them, like fucking trading cards. That is some right. fucking first of all genius. Second of all, like that's some fucking shit for kids, dude. Like you know? Tra- yeah,
1: trading cards is very much like a kids thing. Like a yeah, for fuck's yeah. sake.
0: But I also love
1: that they're like, dude, we need to make more of these guys now. Like, I, now. I'm going to just assume, but I'm going to ask you, like, I mean, it seems like it's kind of aimed at boys, right? Right. I mean, this seems like very Uh, like.
0: Yeah. But also, like, I I feel like it's kind of like the thing where Joe Camel was the guy everyone wanted to be and all the girls wanted to be with you know like i think i think it worked.
1: we got like
0: (laughs) i think it worked across the board where chicks are like well this is as close as i can get to like sucking joe camel so
1: (laughs) i can see like maybe like a kid wanting to be joe camel but like a girl wanting to fuck joe camel when i I grow up when i grow up i want to be like
0: joe camel (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah well there's ladies listening that maybe uh wanted to thought joe camel was hot please let us know
0: yeah if, we, yes i'm we, dying we to need meet stories you. of yeah. your joe
1: camel sexual fantasy
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah dear penthouse that fucking, just, dude I, no, okay damn, here's I mean, the with, thing though. with the
1: leather jacket he's pretty fucking i mean yeah <laughs> A jacket, I can see it. Know. I can see it. Yeah. If you had a gun to my head, I would, you know, um, dude. Okay. Well,
0: he, here's the other thing about having a cartoon instead of an actual spokesperson is they won't get sick and die. Like the Marlboro man fucking died of lung cancer. Like that's such bad press, you know, that Joe Campbell <laughs> yeah. will never get fucking sick. So you could just like, you know, pump him full of fucking cigarettes and and he'll be fucking fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, s- I'm sure the ads just that they had mass appeal but it's definitely more of like a dude Thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the other goals that Joe Campbell helped R.J. Reynolds accomplish was to get American smokers to switch from bigger companies such as Marlboro. Camels traditionally sold better in Europe and were seen as less American than other prominent brands of cigarettes. Marlboro had always used images of Americana and represented a rustic sense of individuality, which was personified by the Marlboro Man. The brand was seen as America's cigarette. Through the introduction of Joe Camel, Camel was able to relate to American smokers and quickly became one of the top selling brands in the country where it has remained ever since. I think it's like number seven or number six. Uh, But soon our dear friend Joe would never be seen again. So what you have to really understand before this next part, and it gets kind of complicated and I didn't do the best job of summarizing this, but uh, because there's just like so much there with cigarette lawsuit history and everything. But as the 90s, kind of crept in and went along about halfway through huge pushback on on cigarettes like the whole Mm -hmm. culture changed and started looking at it differently um and there was a lot of reasons for that but it was just something that was building i think the main thing is the people that grew up in the glory days of smoking were all fucking dying and their kids were like what the fuck you know right and and like
1: yeah like we were saying earlier like the ads i mean part of Part of these ads, especially if you go back as far as like the thirties and stuff, is that like, I mean, people just did not know what all cigarettes could do to you. So you know, you're actually coming out of an era of realizing like, holy shit, this stuff is like actually really bad for you. But of course, at that point, cigarette companies are so huge and profitable that it's not really in their best interest. This is like not good info no yeah yeah. it's (laughs) not looking good
0: boss yeah (laughs) but they're like
1: eh, fuck it this will
0: blow over and you know what they Mm -hmm. were fucking right at the dawn of the 1990s there was a major pushback on tobacco advertising anti-smoking activists wanted to rid all publications of cigarette ads or at least regulate how the products were presented in the ads this goes back to like putting surgeon general's warnings on on the side of them and in other countries they just straight up show someone with like their tongue cut out and shit like on the pack of cigarettes it's really brutal right Uh, Joe Camel was the biggest target of this movement though because it was so gratuitous and like they're like hey like let's go to the beach I'll, I'll lay out my joe camel beach towel and we'll bop around the joe camel beach ball and we'll smoke like four packs of camels because joe camel fucking rules right because, because like because look how really, cool
1: he is he surfs, like he's so cool and he doesn't the cartoonness is so disarming right it just it it doesn't really seem like the two are related makes you want to smoke yeah, exactly.
0: And, yeah. You know what, though? I, and I just want to say this. Uh, the whole reason why we thought about doing this, A, is just I was just, like, going through eBay, and I started seeing all this Joe Camel shit. And I was like, God, this is hilarious. But also, there's, like, nothing funnier than a kid smoking. Like, if you see, like, a fucking, <laughs> if you see, like, a six-year-old smoking a cigarette, it is fucking hilarious. That's like, or some, a baby,
1: a baby some with a cigar. Shit. Forget about gum. Off. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, baby, with like, a, baby with a cigar is I, fucking I'm glad hilarious. you said
0: gummo because you, people think a kid smoking is like fucking like our gang or something. But in reality, mm-hmm. it's more like gummo. Okay, if Joe Camel was real, he wouldn't look like that. He would look more like Alf. Like he would right. just be like frumpy burnt out version of himself. Like an
1: anamorph of Joe Camel <laughs> turning into Alf. I will say also, <laughs> I, maybe last thing about Joe Camel's appearance, maybe not, is that but... Looking at these pictures of Joe Camel, it really reminds me of my one uh, friend's dad. Who he he uh, they got they got divorced, and uh, he was kind of like. Being the cool dad because he was divorced, and he would wear leather jackets. He was like played like in a blues band, and like uh, he would let Joe Camel, baby. He would like let us like set like he didn't care if we did firecrackers. Like he played pool. <laughs> that's like, that's would, Joe Camel in real life. He showed us like Animal House when we were like young because he was like, check out these titties. and there's there's something about it because he was kind of like a big guy and he was still pretty attractive but he was like in his like you know 40s or whatever and the camel it's kind of like the 40 year old smoking dad guy who like hasn't you know got the stubble and then the chins are starting to double it kind of looks like the camel guy a little yeah like
0: like, it's like a lot of the dads that you see, like, going to the rainbow here in Los Angeles. That's yeah, like, where exactly. Where it's just like, you know what? This is where, like, I'm putting on the leather jacket for this. but all But then you're wearing, like, jeans and, like, New Balance's and like you think that you're like hot shit that's what joe camel is in real life (laughs) exactly that's so good yeah and like i mean i i can remember like going to over like to a friend's uncle's place with him it's like oh yeah my uncle got a fucking like moped that we can ride or something and there'd be like a joe camel (laughs) clock like hanging on the wall like that that kind of shit like i guess for
1: sure right because it's just funny because the joe camel kind of went from this like james bond guy in the tux you know, does add this, like, sophistication or, like, a luxury. And then when you go to, like, just a pool hall with a backwards cap, you know, like, something, <laughs> something has changed there, you know? Yeah, like, it was.
0: His wife left him. It's, like, Joe Camel's life,
1: like, follows, like, this, like, <laughs> yeah. a horrible story
0: arc. It's more like BoJack Horseman, like, but, like, all depressing, but instead it's fucking Joe Camel. Um Also, so, it's, like, this is a big thing. Whenever a president throws their fucking hat in the ring on an issue, it, like, public opinion is going to generally go that way. Uh, I Like, for instance, when Nixon uh, spoke on the the Manson murders, you know, it's like, those, okay, from then on, you're guilty now. It doesn't matter what mm-hmm. the trial shows. Like, that's it. Bill Clinton, who was president at the time of, of all this shit that we're about to get into, he, like, publicly stated, like, Joe Camel is a big problem. We got to get rid of Joe Camel. Like... That's, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's it Like, that's a fucking, that's a death sentence So in 1994, Mississippi State Attorney General Mike Moore Filed the first major lawsuit against Big Tobacco It was near impossible When I say Big Tobacco, it's like all the companies together Everyone's implemented in this It was near impossible to get other states to back the cause And far less than half of the states in the U.S. did Rather than filing the lawsuit on behalf of smokers, which would have most likely been stopped as quickly as it started because of personal responsibility and all that, this lawsuit was filed on behalf of the entire state or states involved, citing the rising cost of treating smoker-related illnesses. The lawsuit was centered around the fact that states end up spending millions of dollars a year on treating those harmed by smoking and saying that their advertisements directly impact the amount of money that Like states end up spending, so it was all based around kind of curbing their advertising. An astounding two hundred and forty-six billion dollars settlement was reached. That is fucking crazy now, and it certainly Mm -hmm. was crazy twenty fucking Mm -hmm. years, you know, twenty-five years ago, whatever it was. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's just fucking insane. But also, and I've seen a different.
1: That ain't going to stop it, right? Like, you can, no, they can well, take
0: that hit. <laughs> the, the original amount, I think, was like $368 billion. And then Man. after taxes and fees and everything that went into it uh, it got down to 246 and that would go to the state to the state governments that were you know, involved in the lawsuit. Now Big Tobacco countersued Mike Moore but the Supreme Court threw it out. The problem with this outcome however was that the states that were granted a portion of the settlement used only a small fraction in most cases less than 10% of the money for anti-smoking programs which was the whole fucking thing in the first place. But the damage was done and soon after the settlement was reached many companies decided to revamp their advertising strategies including camel so that was the thing that like it was recommended to each state that they use 14% of their money for anti-smoking ads and programs to help people fucking quit smoking Mm -hmm. and I think the most any one state spent was like 8% um, of that money Mm -hmm. and the rest went to you know whatever fucking programs it was, or they would go into a state trust to like mature and grow over time. And it's just sitting there. So it was kind of a failure because the cigarette companies, Mm -hmm. all that happened was they just weren't able to advertise the same ways anymore. And, and they had to pay out this money, which wasn't really that big of a deal considering how much each company involved was worth. And like you had just as much anti-smoking shit as you did before. Really?
1: Now I remember like being in middle school and, you know, having to, you'd leave class and there'd be this assembly and it would kind of be like an anti-smoking assembly. And I mean, I wonder if that was like one of some like program it's related, Very likely. um, because it was really dumb. I mean, I do remember one part of, it. I remember it was kind of like they were trying to create their own cartoon characters to kind of combat. You know, it was sort of not like not as cool as Joe Camel. It was, yeah, it was like Barney of anti-smoking, and the only character I do remember <laughs> this one character, and her name was Nikki Teen, and I remember like that was like the one character. Sounds like
0: my kind of gal. <laughs> <laughs> if you carry not- glitter. No, Um. no, because it's just a fucking cigarette and fucking cigarettes are cool. Jesus. What the fuck? Oh, also, uh, we we forgot to mention um, and someone emailed or yes, send us an email about this. Um, There is a made for TV movie about Gary Glitter being executed. Like the whole we've totally Uh, spaced on that. And they hang
1: him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was (laughs) like, what if he just got killed? Yeah. I actually wanted to mention that and I completely forgot. Um, right but oh well. yeah i just remember i mean i didn't smoke cigarettes in elementary school so i i don't know if that worked i don't think the like cartoon Nikki teen worked i think probably the like images of all the gruesome shit. Nikki teen, like doing like a
0: nicotine thing. That's like a fucking RuPaul's drag race contestant. name. Yes.
1: I think that these, if I could figure out who these characters were, they'd probably all be like great drag race inspiration. Cause I remember Nikki teen, did have... Yeah, was like a very... I, this is really deep in there. I cannot remember exactly what the <laughs> yeah. fuck. Nikki Teens... Don't type that into Google, dude. About. Do not type that into Google. <laughs>
0: Nikki Teens. <laughs> I'm going to watch...
1: Like, we're, we're like doing this over a fucking like, face now. I'm going to watch just like feds and burst through your fucking door. <laughs> all yeah, right but not when I was searching Gary. But, but yeah, I do want to say also though that... And not... I mean, smoking can do horrible... It, I mean, I'm not... Any way, trying to downplay the effects of it, but I do remember maybe I, I I remember kind of thinking like, damn, like anyone who smokes is gonna get that like crazy lung thing, sure. Because like because that amount of anti smoking ads was so big in the '90s, whereas I guess maybe it just was widespread and kind of worked because all I mean now is you don't see that type of imagery in the united states anymore right yeah well now they they, they do different stuff
0: like now like a lot of the anti-smoking ads I've seen like recently especially in the last like couple years which is really interesting the way that it's changed but it's about how cigarette companies target like minorities and it's so fucking evil that they like you know do most of their like print advertising in liquor stores and shit like in Mm -hmm. in like you know in like impoverished areas and shit and they like target people of color specifically with like certain Mm things and uh, like that that's like the angle they're going at now and like before you know yeah like the throat lady was the one when I was a kid where Mm -hmm. it's the lady. Smoking a cigarette through her throat. Can you imagine if she was around like during vaping and she had like one of those giant box vapes and oh she's like, God. hold on. And it's like, like sucked in like a giant fat vape hit through her fucking throat hall <laughs> with one of those Game Boy vapes. So, as a result of the lawsuit against Big Tobacco, it was announced that Camel would be removing Joe Camel from all advertisements. The 23-year lifespan of the Cool Camel did not come as a surprise as Joe Camel was essentially the anchor point of the lawsuit and was used as the key example of everything wrong with tobacco advertising. Now it was because of the lawsuit that tobacco companies were now being viewed under a microscope to ensure that they were not continuing their old ways of doing business. In 1997, the Federal Trade Commission announced that Camel was to be charged with violating the federal laws against advertisements like Joe Camel, and that was the nail in the coffin. They're like, they thought they could still do it, like, if they just mm. changed the wording on the ads and they still had Joe Camel. They're like, nope, the Camel is the fucking problem, and you are literally violating the laws that just fucking, you just got slapped with a multi-billion dollar fine, and you're still doing this shit. Stop. Right, right. Um, the Federal Trade Commission website, by the way, is incredible. You can go through like all cases ever because it's all public record, and there's so many active ones. It's it's crazy. Like I was just reading the Facebook one about how they were like starting like a social media like monopoly essentially, and like just by buying up every other fucking company, um, crazy stuff. But uh, Camel, they they had to fund like part of their punishment, if you will, for that was that they had to fund anti smoking ads, which is where that whole cigarette companies pay for anti smoking ads thing comes from. And that money, you know, went into starting things like truth. Oh, also Mike Moore, the surgeon or the attorney general that fucking started the whole lawsuit. He mm-hmm. is one of the uh, sitting CEOs of our executives of the truth uh, anti-smoking right. group.
1: So I remember he, yeah. doing that. I remember feeling really conflicted when I found out that the truth ads were being funded by the tobacco companies. But was that that
0: was their punishment. Um, it wasn't like they were trying to be sneaky. It's like they had right. to do that because of the, that was like what they were told to do.
1: Because I remember then once I knew that I was like, wait, these ads are so shitty. It's almost like they're like making it seem like (laughs) not smoking is so lame.
0: Don't smoke.
1: Uh, Like the ads got so that, I mean that those ads almost might be a dump. I mean, I remember when I was younger, more impressionable. I feel like some of those truth ads definitely hit, but I remember as I got older, the, those truth ads just became so ridiculous and absurd. And I was like, who is this going to, like, I remember those like dance numbers and like choreography. Right. It just got so bombastic. And I was like, The message is lost, and now it's almost – it's associating these lame things with not smoking. I was like, maybe there's this subversive, (laughs) nefarious way of getting you to smoke by being like, look at these people not smoking. They're so lame. I
0: I remember – well, I mean, it's so funny because it makes total sense because I remember, like, just seeing so many anti-smoking ads, like, when I was a kid growing up. And it's because – all these programs were put into effect Like at the time that we were kids But I remember one where it's like a guy getting out of bed He's like I can barely get out of bed without a smoke And it shows a right. guy in a hospital all rigged up He's like I can barely get out of bed right. And then it's like like, it's like Basi- uh, there, yeah. There's a new one now where someone's like Let me get a pack of menthols And then they're like okay that's you know blah 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 And they pull out like four of their teeth With like fucking pliers And then pain right, it's like right. smoking causes tooth decay Or something
1: I, I remember um, There was also like this is your brain On drugs
0: oh well that's a Different that's a whole different right thing. right right
1: But also I've I've noticed that there It seems like I'm not sure How official of an anti-smoking Thing this was but there was Joe chemo That came right
0: out. yes yeah and, and that was Again that's the way to keep the. and that Shit's awesome by the way so like
1: I would I would wear a Joe chemo shirt because it's yeah, like Him all
0: sick and in, in a fucking it, bed
1: Dying of yeah cancer. it's pretty it's pretty disturbing but i feel like i mean honestly i feel like those are kind of the most effective ways is kind of show the the bleak reality of it because as we know like there's so many like kind of these teen like trying to be hip ways of like getting people to not smoke or drink or do drugs and like obviously those are kind of like that classic fodder of like things people are like they they're so funny now right any any era of like these like attempting to be hip Anti, whatever ads are always just so bad, and it's like no, you are always so out this. of touch. You can't do this dumb theater. You need to hit him with like, just get the reality. Hit of him it, with the throat, you know? lady. Right? Yeah, get the throat, lady. Hit him, hit him with
0: joking. <laughs> me joking. <Campo. laughs> Rest in peace, WS. Uh, De- De- yeah, Joe yeah. Chemo, And dude, the I miss my lung, Bob. That right, one's fucking right. great. But I think, my, I mean, my favorite is that fucking banger that we played at the top of the episode. So when the new millennium hit, it seemed as though tobacco advertisements had all but disappeared, only to be replaced by anti-smoking public service announcements. However, Big Tobacco is a sly devil, and they found many ways to influence young people without traditional advertisements. And let's not forget about fucking vaping. Like, they, like all the rules got mm-hmm. reset. With vapes, right, and they right. were they were able to do everything over again because right. they're because that was unregulated. So that's like a like a glory age for for tobacco companies. But like Camel, I mean, all the companies do crazy shit, but Camel really was at the forefront. Like they had this whole fucking thing where it's like farm fest and it's like to support small farms like of course farms that grow tobacco and it's Mm -hmm. like we're gonna throw we're gonna have like bands play and like they would send out like camel was really famous for sending out people uh, called cigarette fairies that's what they were known as (laughs) and they'd they'd be in bars and it's like hey do you smoke like and you'd run your fucking they would take your ID like take down your information and give you a free fucking pack of cigarettes right there or like a coupon to get free ones and another thing that they did in the early early 2000s was they would have it was called the camel lounge and mm-hmm. they would like get these yes. insane tour buses deck them all out like party bus style and then park them outside of nightclubs and it's like you can come in here and smoke and it was like a cool yes. like smoking
1: area sponsored by camel um, now i remember the cigarette fairies with american spirits
0: yeah, like, that, like that was a big one at, really like, hard. festivals. Like, yeah. I remember at, like, Coachella one year. Because they they banned that in 2009. So, like, up until 2009, you were able to just, like, get free cigarettes. And one guy was quoted, like, a reporter was doing a whole story on that. And uh, one of the cigarette fairies is like, I literally get paid to go to bars and smoke. It's the best job ever. Right. <laughs> like, dude, you got to smoke so many cigarettes to fucking do that
1: job, though. Now, but, do um, you know... Do you, sorry, do you know about this, the heated tobacco products? Do you know about this? No. And so uh, there's one. Co- this is Philip Morris, not RJ Reynolds. It's called Equos, I-Q-O-S. And so it's actually like a weird hybrid of vaping and cigarettes. And there's actual, it's, it's like a vape and it's an electronic, but it's not the juice, right? Because vaping is like the vape liquid. This is actual tobacco.
0: Oh, so it's like a vaporizer, like an old-school weed vaporizer. Yeah, like those
1: old... Yeah, it's basically a handheld, like, weed vaporizer, but for tobacco. So that's, like, a thing... That
0: sounds weird as shit. Dude, I also love the idea of like smoking tobacco out of anything that isn't like a fucking old man's pipe or a fucking cigarette. Like, or, or, you know, or or a cigar. Like, right. Like, when you would go into like a pot, like a fucking head shop and be like, oh, let me see that bong. They're like, actually, it's a water pipe for tobacco use. Uh, (laughs) Imagine taking a fucking like three foot crazy hippie bong to like the park and you're just sitting
1: on the bench, just like ripping tobacco. Right. I mean, there's hookah, but then hookah's kind of managed to stay in its own realm of it but yeah like a hookah, hookah and you go hookah to the bars, right hookah yeah, hookah bars um but because that's like even a completely different blend you have to get like hookah tobacco but um yeah the idea of like smoking tobacco out of like a three-foot bong is really well, funny
0: yeah it's fucking hilarious and and like other companies would do this too like cools had like cool mix and there was like dj nights and stuff um but yeah the, the camo did all this stuff but i really remember because like they've Again, 2009 changed a lot of the shit that they were able to do as well. Um, like, you couldn't even have like flavor descriptors in the name anymore. I think that, that happened under Obama. Like, so instead of it saying like robust, you could call it like a color or something to differentiate between the cigarettes, but mm. you couldn't be, you can't call them like lights. You know what I mean? Or, like, mm-hmm. shit, shit like that. But um, I remember that Camel did art packs where it would be like a blank design that you could like color, which is fucking mm-hmm. lame. They, they would also do, um, like, I remember the, they were called Camel Twists and they came in a tin and they were flavored. So it's like cream, citrus, and they came in like a cool tin. And that was, everyone oh, wanted that. The They're like, oh, I want one of those tins. And then the notorious, I can't talk about cigarettes and cigarette advertising, especially camels, without mentioning Camel number nines. The fucking black box With oh, the pink yes. rim Yeah uh-huh. That every fucking Bad girl That you went to yeah. school with Smoked There's uh-huh. a very specific <laughs> Fucking yeah. kind of girl That would smoke Camel number nines Well Camel made like makeup kits for Camel Number Nines and napkins and bracelets and jewelry and lighter, like bejeweled lighters. And they would like Mm -hmm. set up like ads or have a cigarette fairy be in the women's room at nightclubs, like giving out Camel Number Nine specifically. And that was a big one because they're like, you can't just like fucking target teenage girls with these sucking cigarettes. So like they had to pull Number Nines. Like Camel, Camel I think they're still around
1: camel number nine is for like the girl who uh puts the playboy bunny like as a (laughs) as a stencil on their in the tanning bed (laughs) (laughs) that's camel number nine
0: yeah it's for it's for like under bleached hair like Mm -hmm. it's It's for uh, yeah, all that shit. They're they're so specific. It's such a fucking thing, and there's tons of cool merch for it. It's really funny. So (laughs) what does what does it all mean? Well, I guess it means that smoking is bad for you. That's a fact however smoking also makes you look super cool so there will always be an interest or at least a curiosity amongst young people this is changing however smoking is far less prominent than it was during the time of joe campbell and maybe that's because ad campaigns like joe campbell do not exist the best we can do is keep presenting the facts and hope for the best because people are going to do what they want to do Either way. Now, I will say that while smoking cigarettes is down, vaping is, like, way up amongst young people. Like Right. uh, Vaping, if you're going to count it as smoking, smoking amongst teenagers is the highest, like, it's ever fucking been.
1: But now also it's because, and I think we're also talking about the U.S., but in Asia now, like, Asia, China, Uh, or whatever. They smoke over there, dude. Yeah, it's it's everything now, so
0: that's... (laughs) So that that is that. Um, I want. Let's see. Well, we're gonna be doing some more uh, docu dumps on our on our Patreon soon. I just watched this amazing documentary about China, the wrestler who could be a culture dump, but uh, you know, I mean, fuck, cause there's just so much there, and she was on Surreal Life. You know, so but yeah, it's yeah. on uh, it's on Hulu. I forgot what it's called. I think it's just called Vice Versa China, something like that. But uh, yeah, and uh, if you want to hear us talk about that and about a bunch of other stuff on our bonus series squirts, sign up to Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Culture Dumps. Follow us on Instagram at Culture Dumps. Send us emails with recommendations for topics or your input, your memories of things uh, that that we talk about. We love all that, and we will get back to you. So that's always fun. That's Culture Dumps at Gmail.com. I'm Ryan. I've been joined by Parks Miller. Keep on dumping and smoke them if you got them.